Welcome to Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. Over the next hour, you are going to go through a journey of transformation and self-realization. Now, here is Lena. Hello, I'm Lena Franklin, modern medicine woman, transpersonal psychotherapist, founder of the East Institute. Welcome to Medicine Wisdom, a radio talk show that will teach you that to journey inward is your highest calling, that you have the power to heal yourself. Your power and purpose exists within your medicine. Your medicine is the gift your soul came here to share with the world. And I am so honored, so excited to be diving into this conversation today around mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. So no small talk here. It's going deep and it's going deep fast. So what does it mean to be liberated? You know, one of the reasons why I chose this topic for today's show is because really all of the clients and students I've ever worked with, whether it was in my more traditional psychotherapy practice years ago or now at the East Institute when I'm working with people in a very structured, deep transformation program, the East Method, it all comes down to this core intention that I've heard over and over and over again, this desire to be free, this desire to be liberated from suffering. So this is what I wanted to really bring forth today. Like, What does that actually mean to be liberated from suffering? So from my Buddhist training and my Buddhist background, so I grew up in a Christian Buddhist home with a Vietnamese Buddhist mom who practiced Mahayana Buddhism and Suffering was talked about a lot in the temples and in the teachings. And the definition of suffering from that lens, from that perspective, was that suffering is truly the desire for this moment to be other than what it, what it is. And this moment may be this moment of emotional hardship, change, deconstruction, sadness, grief, that's part of the human experience. And it's actually a big part of why our soul came here to earth, incarnated into this human body, is to experience the full spectrum of emotional energies. That's one of the unique pieces of being human. And so... It's interesting at soul level, that's, that's what's happening. We're here to experience the full spectrum of emotionality. And then at the same time, we're in resistance with that discomfort of emotionality. And we're so programmed. We're so programmed. We're so wired through our conditioning to attach to pleasure and to push away, to be averse to pain, and discomfort. And so whoever you may be engaging with, maybe it's, you know, the grocery store clerk or your partner or a friend, I want to bring relationships into this conversation too, because relationships are some of our greatest teachers and catalysts for healing and transformation. 
And they can be these incredible divine mirrors for us to see where we're perpetuating our own suffering. So going back to that definition around suffering being this attachment to desiring this moment to be different. For example, if there's a lack of acceptance of where you are in your life right now, the reality is you're the creator. So you created every single aspect of the reality you're experiencing in three-dimensional form. And so can you look at that with acceptance? Can you look at the reality you've created with full surrendered acceptance? Even if you don't like aspects of it, even if certain aspects of it are causing you distress, causing you pain, sadness, discomfort. And so that brings us to really the first tenant, if you will, around the path of liberation and freedom on all levels is awareness. This awareness of your inner and outer experience, both the overt and subtle layers of that experience. And I think about my own journey of awareness and really The first time I feel like I really began to see, again, both the overt and the subtle layers of my inner emotional experience was when my mom suddenly passed, suddenly transitioned. At the age of 57, she had a stroke. And she, I remember actually that conversation I was having with her the day she had a stroke. And I was actually coming back from the uh, Georgia-Florida football game in a previous life in uh, St. Simons. I was staying with some family friends, and I was with my college roommate, and my dad called me to share that she had had a really um, severe stroke and that she was in a coma. And I remember being completely emotionally broken open in that moment. So many emotions, so much fear, sadness, um, anticipatory grief. And she eventually, you know, I was able to, to see her in the hospital a couple days or a day or so later before she actually transitioned. She wasn't conscious, but I was able to see, you know, her body alive and to see her breathing. And in that experience of grief after she transitioned, it was the emotionality, the grief, the sadness, the feelings of you know despair, not feeling as if you could move on in life because of the heaviness and the density of those emotions. That was my initial path into becoming more acutely aware of my inner experience of emotionality. And that was my very first, I would say, significant initiation into my spiritual self, my spiritual awakening, because that's where I really found meditation and yoga. And I found myself 
being drawn to the yoga mat and the meditation cushion in moments of despair, sorrow, and grief in order to understand that the nature of why we're here. Because if life can be taken or life can end, human life can end so fleetingly, what is the fucking purpose of being here? So when I found myself on the meditation cushion, on the yoga mat, I began to feel aspects of myself. Like there was this human aspect of myself that was so intensely grieving and in this dark shadowy place of density and heaviness. And then there were these layers of myself that expanded so far beyond the confines of the human body, so far beyond even the the earthly world. It's almost, that was the first time I was able to touch the celestial realms was through this grief process. So it felt liberating, which sounds kind of strange, perhaps in a moment of such despair and sadness and heaviness, but the liberation I could feel around simultaneously feeling my human experience of grief and then also touching these expansive unseen realms of divine energy, that was liberation for me, my initial experience of it in this lifetime. And so going back to that definition of suffering that I learned from my Buddhist lineage, that was a taste of it. So for those of you tuning in, when you are in a space of emotional discomfort, because right now we're talking about emotionality, emotional discomfort, can you have the courage? Can you have the courage to sit with that emotional experience without numbing it, without running from it, from it, without turning away? Can you be with it and simultaneously be so much more expansive than it that you can feel those layers simultaneously, that you are so much more than your loss, than your grief, than your trauma, than your sadness. And at the same time, in the same breath, you can actually be present to it and lean into the depth of it with courage. That's liberation. Liberation isn't bypassing. So a lot of spirituality out there that bypasses. Yes, we are love and light. Yes, we are expansive beyond measure. But liberation doesn't actually authentically come until we're willing to lean into the spaces that we've been programmed to push away. And so I invite you, what was a time in your life, and maybe it's now, where you may be going through a dark night of the soul and for those of you who don't know, a dark night of the soul experience is a fracturing, a dissolving of the ego and the fear that the ego carries and that manifests perhaps in the deconstruction of certain aspects of your life, a marriage, a job, a life circumstance. Can you be with that? So an essential ingredient is courage and willingness to transform your relationship with discomfort. Can we befriend discomfort? And befriending discomfort means, ah, oh, can I commune with it? 
can I look at it like a Rubik's cube on every angle with curiosity? Curiosity is another ingredient. So as we move through this conversation, really noting what are the ingredients that actually perpetuate authentic, expansive liberation, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, willingness, courage, curiosity, curiosity to be this external observer of your internal experience. And when there's curiosity, there's less propensity to turn away, you see. There's less propensity to judge. And judgment, a very common experience of the ordinary human mind and the ordinary human consciousness, and we use judgment actually as an access point into deeper healing and transformation, and that's also a way we can continue this path of liberation. So noticing, too, where we judge ourselves, others, and sometimes actually becoming aware of where we judge others is this easier access point to come inward and say, okay, actually, where am I judging myself? Where am I judging myself? If I'm judging, for example, someone who is, um, and I'm seeing this a lot, you know, whether it's social media or, you know, out in the world, there's so much female to female judgment around, for example, if, if a woman is choosing to embrace her sexual, sensual energy and embodies that in a way publicly, then there can be quite a bit of judgment that comes from other female energies. And the question becomes, and I'm using this as an example, the question becomes, what part of you has is still fragmented? What part of you is still fragmented and disowned that is causing that judgment? And you have to look. You have to be curious and be willing to look at the spaces that you haven't looked in yet those recesses of our psyche now we're moving more into the mental the recesses of our psyche that have been repressed judgment is is such a great teacher I have been a student of my own judgment for so many years and you know it's not easy and it brings up perhaps emotions like shame self-doubt guilt. I remember, I remember being a child in the home I grew up in, in Leesburg, Virginia, which is a beautiful town to grow up in. Um, now it's pretty much a suburb of DC. Spent a lot of my childhood years playing soccer and being in this high achievement paradigm which served me in many ways until it didn't later on in life. I had this incredible psychologist father who was intellectual and open and progressive and this really wild at times, um, boisterous, you know, strong-willed Vietnamese Buddhist moms. So it was a really interesting upbringing. But I do remember the judgment I would have when my mom would 
would shift more into her mystical side. She would say, you know, oh, your grandmother visited me last night or, oh, I received this message from a bird. She was very, very connected to birds and birds gave her messages quite frequently. And I had this judgment within me like, mom, you know, this mom being crazy again, which was the narrative in, in my home in some ways. There was an honoring, but there was also this kind of judgment layer as well. And I see now, knowing my soul at this deeper level, I see now, oh, that was an access point. That was ancestral conditioning. That was societal conditioning that I had internalized that I needed to work through in order to discover and embody my own truth. You see that dark side. So the dark side gets your attention, the judgment, the projection. So can we see where we judge? Can we see where we project? And then what's the light side? What is it when you uncover that judgment, when you turn over that rock, what is that underside that wants to get your attention? This is, we can call this the veil of shadows. When we look at that judgment, when we look at that self-limiting thought, what wants to get your attention? What wanted to get my attention was like, That's you. (laughs) That mystical being is you. And actually to own it, you have to reprogram that viral conditioning that has held you back. And I was a child, so of course there, there was time to reprogram. But I look at that now and I'm like, wow, what what a fascinating and powerful example of judgment as a teacher. Judgment as a teacher. So for you, you know, where do you judge? Where does it creep up? And begin to cultivate what I would call a refined consciousness. A refined consciousness begins to become aware of when that energy of fear and judgment begins to creep in to the field of awareness. Notice where judgment creeps in. Notice where fear creeps in. Because in that moment of awareness, that is your moment of potential liberation. You can acknowledge that judgmental thought. You can acknowledge that fear energy. And one of our superpowers as humans is that we have this ability to direct and sustain our attention so we can shift our attention in that moment so we're not growing the energy of judgment or growing the energy of fear and we can shift it into a mantra or a place that we actually want to fertilize that we want to grow that we want to become robust in our consciousness individually and collectively and there's no separation there So judgment as an access point, that's coming through very strongly. And, you know, as humans, we have endless opportunities to study the mind, study the energies that move through us. We can't heal what we're not aware of. And until we become aware of where we are disowning parts of ourselves, that part's going to continue to be fragmented and will continue to be in fear-based energy and will continue to judge. So 
notice. You know, it's been interesting. I just got back from Peru and had a very powerful, powerful experience, initiation journey with this incredible Shipibo medicine man, Maestro Pablo. We had a very deep soul connection with him and we'll be studying with him more and more. And one of the gifts, there's so much I could say about that experience in the ayahuasca ceremony we received from him. But in terms of this conversation around liberation, what I can say and what feels like it wants to come forth is that we are on this path, you know, if we're on this path of healing and awakening in an authentic way, that those souls that are meant to continue to help us deepen and expand will inevitably show themselves, reveal themselves, and you'll meet with them on your path. So Maestro Pablo, the energy, the essence energy of his heart was exactly the medicine that I needed, I know Jeff needed, to continue to deepen and expand on this journey of birthing something really powerful into the world, the East Institute, this organization for global and planetary healing, healing Mother Earth, Pachamama, and humanity. And so in that is this trust this trust that liberation is possible. And actually, in that moment of trust, there's also a choosing. Are you willing to have the courage to choose to liberate yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually? And this ceremony for us, this journey for us to Peru was just that, deeper mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. But I recognized in that journey that I was choosing. I was choosing to be liberated. And because I was choosing, and that was the message being telegraphed to the universe, Maestro Pablo, I was ready to meet his soul in human form. I was ready to experience that particular initiation ceremony. There was a deeper trust in knowing in my dharma, in my soul's purpose, in knowing that whatever will come up in my own healing, I have every bit of strength to embrace it, to integrate it, to move through it. So in the choosing, there's also a trust. And I say pretty often to the amazing humans I have the honor of working with, this mantra because everything you see outside of yourselves is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. So using the mantra is so healing, the mantra of I dwell in the space of self-trust. I dwell in the space of self-trust. And maybe at first when you begin using that mantra, it feels you know, maybe semi-authentic, not necessarily like it's been fully embodied yet, but that's the process, right, of moving it from head to heart, moving it from a cognitive construct into embodied truth. And that's such an important part of 
your liberation journey. Trusting in yourself, trusting in your ability, trusting that the universe will show you, will reveal to you those beings, those souls, those opportunities, those circumstances that will support your greatest liberation and your highest good. That's true. So working on your trust, trusting in yourself, trusting in all that's around you. I remember many moments where I didn't fully trust. You know, I call them bring yourself to your knees moments or um, bathroom floor moments. I know many of you have had those. And, you know, it's really interesting to think back to those moments and, oh, there's so much, so much joy and pride and recognition of how far I've come. Because in those moments when you don't know, you really in that moment, you don't know if you're going to be able to move on. Like when my mom passed or when my whole world was crumbling and I was, you know, getting a divorce and there was so much judgment and so much um, just venom coming from other directions. And I see now, and this is like the gratitude I have for those dark night of the soul moments or those bathroom floor moments, is that those were really reflections of the disowned pieces of myself. Those souls, you know, my ex-husband, those souls who were in judgment, all of these experiences were simply reflections of aspects of myself and how beautiful and how incredible that I had this opportunity to heal and to receive. Now, in that moment, in the bathroom form moment, I'm not desiring or wanting to receive those lessons, but in hindsight, I see. Because if you actually did not believe the things that people say about you, there would be no emotional charge. There would be no trigger. There's a part of you that believes what they're saying is true. And that is the lesson. That's the activation. Fear activates fear. You know, fear breeds more fear. So the fear that you carry is coming up and out, especially when it comes to these relationships as you're, you're healing on your, your um, heroic human journey. So this is all kind of a weaving together of emotional and mental liberation and, and how that touches on the spiritual, which we're going to dive deeper into later on in this show, in this episode. My offering to you, you know, as we review what we just moved through together is where can you cultivate more self-trust? Using the mantra, where can you embrace that self-trust? I dwell in the space of self-trust. I dwell in the space of self-trust. Really grounding and anchoring your consciousness, your body into that mantra. So powerful. I've seen it transform many, many lives. Um, be a catalyst for this deeper relationship with self. And when I say self, I mean authentic self which is the higher self that meets your physical self in this particular realm we call earth. <laughs> so just really being with that and knowing um, 
liberation is possible, that choosing, that it is. It's possible to shed the fear that holds you back. You're doing it now by listening to this conversation. So we're going to pause there, and there's so much more depth and juiciness and flowing that will come through. We're going to take a short break, but stay with us because you're not going to want to miss more teachings, storytelling about spiritual liberation, what that actually means, what it doesn't mean after we come back from this short break. We'll be right back. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Hosted by modern medicine woman and transpersonal psychotherapist, Lena Franklin, Medicine Wisdom is a radio talk show that will guide you on expansive journeys of transformation, inspiration, and powerful embodiment of your soul's purpose. We all have a medicine, a unique gift that's meant to flow through us and into the world. Wisdom comes when we transform the false aspects of our inner and outer lives in service of embodying the truth and light of our most expansive desires. Your heart-ignited desires are the access points into discovering who you are and why you're here on Earth. Medicine Wisdom, Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Welcome back to Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. We hope today's episode is empowering you. Now back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Medicine Wisdom. We are diving into the topic of mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. So we just touched on some teachings that can really help you to embrace this path of multidimensional liberation, talking about self-trust, really using that mantra, I dwell in the space of self-trust, using judgment as an access point into seeing what wants to get your attention, what wants to move through you, perhaps as one of your greatest gifts. What's the light side of that judgment that you're experiencing? And this act of choosing, that choice, you know, this is where intention is so powerful. Intention transforms. So everything in the universe is is energy and information. Your intention is a transformational organizing energy that creates your reality, both within and without. So even before we see something manifest in physical form, whether that's a business, a book, a partner, a circumstance, a house, what have you, begins with an idea. And then you put energy through your attention. So we're talking about intention and attention. You're putting your energy towards it through your attention and through aligned action in order to allow that creation to take form. So liberation is is no different. Liberation is this unfolding, if you will. Now, if you're holding the intention to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually liberated, beautiful. You're making that choice in this moment. So if you're listening here and that's what you desire, make that choice from the depth of your soul in this moment. 
And how, how do I do that? Someone may ask. Putting your hand over your heart and saying to yourself what we may call a prayer, an invocation, a meditation. I choose from the depth of my soul to align my thoughts, words, and actions with my mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. That's a choice. That's also a vow that you're saying to yourself. Now we're human, so we're going to falter. This is where compassion comes in, that we have to be soft with ourselves around our humanness. We're not here to perpetuate more perfectionism. I know for myself, I am a recovering perfectionist (laughs) and it still creeps in, but it's also working with those tendencies and how can you cultivate the light side of some of those tendencies? So my perfectionistic Capricorn self, it's really, you know, when I embrace that light side, it's absolutely incredibly powerful for manifesting, for business, for growing whatever I choose to grow in the world. So again, judgment, not demonizing aspects of yourself, but really growing the light side of those aspects and understanding that your intention is really powerful. So you can, in this moment, going back to that invocation, that prayer, hand to heart, that you're choosing from your soul to align your thoughts, words, and actions with mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. Okay, so we have to work on both sides, the light side and the shadow side. That's essential on this path. And my next question would be to you, where do you feel imprisoned? Where do you feel constricted? Where do you feel bound? Where do you feel gripping in your body? So using also the intelligence of this organism of your body to be an information center for you, you know? We're so programmed to privilege our thoughts and expect that our thoughts are based in objective reality. You know, that's a false path. Your thoughts are experiences you're having often not based in reality. So really tuning into, you know, where you feel constricted or bound in your life. You know, I remember when I was more in a traditional psychotherapy practice paradigm, if you will, I was helping people legitimately. My practice was thriving. I was even beginning to travel the world to teach in Asia, places like Vietnam, Bali, Thailand. But when I sat in my office across from those humans who were showing up for help because they were suffering, there was something within me that felt so constrictive. My solar plexus would tighten. I would feel rigidity in my body. And that was my energy centers and my body telling me that something was out of alignment. I wasn't actually in full alignment. And that's okay because this whole journey is about seeing where we're lost so we can actually be found 
So in hindsight, and as I continued to go inward, what is this? Be curious to really understand myself, to understand my medicine. And when I say medicine, our medicine is what this whole show is about. Your medicine is the gift your soul came here to share with the world. And our heroic human journey is the unfolding of unlearning and healing our way back to that truth. So as a therapist, it was almost like I was partially there. I was helping people. I was teaching them meditation as things evolved. And I was a mindfulness-based psychotherapist for so many years. And then realized, okay, I I needed to go deeper. I needed to expand. I felt like, and this is may sound a little dramatic, but there were times, and I felt this way in my first marriage as well, which again, if you're feeling this way, I felt like this cage, this like wild animal that wanted to expand out into the wild, into the jungle, trapped in a cage. So if there's an aspect of you that feels that way, look into that. Look into that. Where do you need to rewild yourself? Where do you need to expand? Where are you feeling confined? And so, you know, I began paying more and more attention and I began to ask, okay, going back to those prayers, those invocations, speaking to the universe, asking to show me what parts of myself I needed to lean into. Please allow me to connect with others on this path of life that can help me see myself in a more authentic way, to embody myself in a more authentic way. Well, soon after that, I connect with Jeff. So we all know the story from there. But that was the path of the medicine woman for me. Really, through my healing, through the asking, and through the awareness, going back to that first tenant, the awareness of seeing and knowing where I was constricted. So for you, it may be, you may already know, okay, this work that I'm doing is temporary, but there's something else out there for me because I feel called to serve the world, for example, or this relationship I'm in. I know it's not, you know, serving me to the highest ability, um, but I'm letting it unravel. So you may know, or you may not. And, and this is where it's like, we have to be willing to bring the conscious or sorry, the unconscious programmings, the unconscious patterns into conscious awareness. One of the beautiful things that I very much feel about whether we're talking about transpersonal psychotherapy or plant medicine work or mindfulness and meditation, the common denominator of bringing the unconscious patterning and belief systems into conscious awareness exist threaded between those three that I mentioned. Transpersonal psychotherapy, mindfulness meditation, plant medicine work. And it's very humbling when we begin to see those patterns that we were asleep to. Yeah. And so we move more into spiritual liberation now. What does spiritual liberation mean? We've been talking a lot about emotional energies and thoughts. Spiritual liberation is the full alignment with the truth of your higher self here on the earth plane in physical form. So there's an equal honoring of 
ascending energy, ascending energy up into the cosmos, up into the unseen realms, up into the celestial realm, and descending energy down into the earth, down into Pachamama, down into this planet. And both are equally important. And when they're in balance and when they're in sacred reciprocity, Aini, there can be embodied spiritual liberation. As you continue to purge fear in service of love. So there's a balance of ascending and descending energies. Your body is the catalyst. Your soul is the catalyst. And you're proactively creating a love-based reality and shedding the fear-based reality. Again, those come from programs, thought programming, which perpetuate behavior patterns. And that's essentially what spiritual liberation is. When I'm talking about here in human form, because we're talking to humans here on this show. Now, spiritual liberation, when we transition out of this body, yeah, you know, no more karma, freedom, full expansion into the celestial realms where you've ascended. That is possible. But for the purposes of helping this planet in humanity, we want to talk about liberation in human form. So the moment, the moment, this gets me all jazzed up, the moment that you become aware of when you are in fear and you shift your attention from that fear-based thought into a love-based thought or even a neutral thought, if that love-based thought is not accessible to you, shift into a neutral thought. And then you are speaking and acting from the place in which you seek to grow. So seeking to grow that love-based reality, seeking to grow community versus competition, seeking to grow abundance versus scarcity mindset. How can you speak and act from that place, even if you're quivering inside? That's just fear the weakness of fear leaving your body, by the way. So no worries there. Can you continue to do that? That to me is a moment of enlightenment in human form. That's a moment of courage. That's a moment of conscious awareness and conscious choice. Again, going back to transforming our relationship with discomfort, it's not about not feeling the discomfort. It's feeling the discomfort and making the love-based choice anyway. That's liberation. That's being a spiritual warrior, in my opinion. And being a spiritual warrior means that you are willing to do the hard thing. I remember in my episode with Jeff, and he brought up, right, there are all these mistruths being strewn about about him, and you know, it makes me laugh now, but like being branded as an evil, dark shaman. And again, when you're embodying the light, you know, that's part of the purpose is to bring up the fear in others. <clears throat> so can you continue to really be 
in that space of embracing the liberation that you seek. And that moment of enlightenment shifting, and again, I was bringing up this, the moment with Jeff. I asked him, with all of these mistruths, what are you going to do? And he said, nothing. And that was a moment, that was a choice of momentary human enlightenment because he was acting from a place of love through non-action, loving himself enough to not put energy towards it, loving me enough to not want to stir up more noise and chaos, loving even the person who was projecting because they were in their own process and what they needed most was space to be with what was coming up, even if it was all fear and all projections of fear. So we're the creators. We're the masters of our own creation. And that's the path of spiritual liberation when we choose love, even when we're feeling the fear within or the anger within or the projection within that we allow those denser energies to come up and out. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the ego. You know, this ego that we have, we don't want to demonize it. It's very purposeful. It is the part of us that is our identity, that meanness, that I-ness that gets us up in the morning, that looks in the mirror and says, okay, I'm Lena. I'm going to do my Medicine Wisdom show today. And I, you know, really desire to touch many, many people out in the world. We need that to feel the sense of self. Where it shifts into shadow is where does your ego continue to spin fear and separation? Where does it continue to create smallness and weakness within yourself? Scarcity versus abundance within yourself, within your life. And so this is where we use our ego as one of our greatest teachers. Again, our relationship with our ego, and by the way, our ego is not our true self or our essential self. It's just an aspect of our humanness that we carry. How can we continue to use this egoic part of us as one of our greatest mirrors and teachers? Okay. I love thinking about like, oh, to me, it feels very liberating to think about all of the relationships I've ever had, even the most dysfunctional ones. We're simply mirroring back parts of my ego that I needed to see, like the part of myself that felt small, um, the part of myself that didn't feel worthy of love and connection and dedication. There, were a lot of, there was a lot of betrayal in my past romantic relationships, so these were all mirrors. These are all lessons. Our ego is this constant coyote. We call it the coyote because it's this trickster. It's very insidious and will spin stories to validate the fear that we're attached to. And it's pretty funny if we allow it to be. Um, but, you know... Be a student, man. Be a student of the ego every day. Where is it creating that story of fear for you? 
where is it continuing to lead you astray? Again, because we're working both in order to be spiritually liberated in human, human form, we have to work on the light side and the shadow side. Okay. I see where my ego is popping up here. I'm going to be with that. We can ask underneath the fear or the judgment or whatever we're noticing, what is the subconscious belief that I'm still attached to that is perpetuating this dynamic? This dynamic of whatever it is, wanting to be special or feeling competition with others or um, feeling like there are limited resources or, you know, whatever it is. So many incarnations of the ego. So just really being with that, that's such an access point into authentic spiritual liberation. And that's the work that we do here at the East Institute. Um, I've shared that we our flagship program is the East Method. And the East Method is about a three-month program where there are, it's a system, so it's very structured with different embodied practices and exercises geared to prepare and integrate someone, a person or a group of people to receive these very deep ceremonial plant medicine experiences. And they're actually receiving profound healing results because of the emphasis on preparation and integration. Because the medicine, of course, shows us what we need to heal, what we need to do in our lives to continue to liberate ourselves and to transform. It's up to us to actually do the work. So yeah, it's, you know, we have to take responsibility for our process, our liberation process, especially. And so, you know, we see all the time this spiritual liberation that unfolds from the East Method. And it's so much of what I already talked about today in this episode, this willingness to see every aspect of yourself, especially these egoic fear-based aspects that you have repressed that have been conditioned into you as well for lifetimes. Are you willing to see every trauma, every fear, every thought that holds you back? If the answer is yes, then you are in a good position to continue your liberation journey. And again, your soul is here to share its unique gifts with the world. And in order to do that, you have to clear the channel of fear, clear the channel and embrace a love-based reality, a love-based vibration. So we talked about awareness. I want to give you another embodied practice exercise that can help you on this path of mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. So becoming aware, aware of where you're self-betraying, aware of that fear-based thought, aware of the pattern of thought or behavior that is maladaptive. Bring awareness to where you're constricted. The second, so this is called the three A's. The first A is awareness. The second A is acceptance. Have to have compassion for yourself. Hand over heart. I accept that this is a part of my humanness. Really gleaning the lessons from that part of you, that judgmental part, that inner critic, that trauma, that thought. Accept. It's a lesson here. And then the third A is alternative action. Using the practice, using the mantra, grounding yourself, shifting your attention. This is the transforming aspect of the three A's. Alternative action. Remember, 
Intention is a transformative organizing energy that shifts the trajectory, the trajectory of your reality when you align your actions, aligned action with that intention. Oh, I could go on. There's so much to share. But these are some of the main tenets and teachings of mental, emotional, and spiritual liberation. And I am so honored. I'm so honored and so grateful to share all of this with you. Um, And, you know, if you want to connect further, please visit me, follow me on social media at I am Lena Franklin. Feel free to DM me. Always happy to answer your questions. And um, yeah, really, really grateful. So stay tuned for our episode next week, April 17th, with the incredible Marianne Williamson. We'll be diving into how when we transform our thoughts, we truly transform the world. And in the meantime, really being with your unique gifts, what's the medicine you're meant to bring into the world? Thank you and have a beautiful, beautiful week ahead. Blessings. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. We hope today's episode was educational and helpful. Until we talk again next week, have a fabulous week.